Here we go, Nordy's podcast. We got a huge episode, all sorts of news. Our Harry Potter Order of the, Order of the Rewatch is heating up, and uh, we got all the hot wrecks you need before we rate things. Here we go, Nordy's podcast. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Feeling better now. I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, I'd be doing better if... Uh, <laughs> I was distracted. You wake? Distracted right off go. the bat. I would be feeling better if it wasn't for our uh, Minnesota Vikings, but that was our first podcast this week, so go back and check out our sportscast if you didn't watch it yet. Um, but yeah. Listen we're, to it, yeah. We're gonna, yeah, we're going to do the best here. We're going to make this a great episode like we always do. Um, but before we do that, we need you guys, the listeners, to give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Nordy's Podcast. Also, subscribe on Podbean Podcast app, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcast from. Are we on um, Amazon yet? I don't know. I don't think so yet. They're being tricky. They're being so anywhere but Amazon. Yeah. But we're working on that for you guys as well. We want you guys to be able to listen to Nordy's Podcast, however you like to listen to your podcasts. I feel like most people probably are doing it on the podcast app on their iPhone. Uh, yeah, I think that's most of it, but we've been getting most, but... quite a few Spotify people, which is cool. Yeah, I like that too. So thank you guys. Um, also, give us that review. We are trying right now. We have a campaign to get Jimmy Channels as an official uh, critic for Rotten Tomatoes. And will you officially stop doing, um, do you promise that once and for all, you will stop being a stickler about um, fractional ratings and letting us just do Rotten Tomato scores? Um, if no, you get it. no, because like, at that would, point, uh, I'd be a true representative of Rotten Tomatoes and I would want their scores to be used accurately. Then and you have the, then you have the Kool-Aid within right. your veins as a critic. Like I will not be allowed to go in an and give a critic. Yeah. I'm not going to be going and giving it a, you know, 78%. That doesn't make no, sense. No, no, no. I'm just saying like when we rate other things, mm-hmm. you always are like, everything is out of a hundred and then suddenly we're going to rate something. And then you're like, I would like to do it out of 10 using fractional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'll still be an asshole about most of that stuff for sure. All right, guys. Um, I would so, be disappointed if you weren't. Thank you. So please help us out with that. We would like that to happen. It would be really cool. We have all the other stuff with uh, plenty to spare, but we need a few more of those ratings so that we can get uh, the Nordy's podcast account up on Rotten Tomatoes, Jimmy Channels being one of the top critics in the whole country. And you're not? Um, okay. That's, that's <laughs> our goal. That's top our goal. critics, yes. Top critics in the world. In the world. You need that blue star. Yes. The Oh, the check. Or, the blue check mark? No, on no, no, no. Instagram? On Rotten Tomatoes, it's like a blue star. Oh, my God. Of like official critics. You know what I mean? I want like, that. Yeah, you need to have that. Okay. Well, that's what we're working towards. And so let me just ask real quickly mm-hmm. what is your pen name going to be? Because you can't use your real name, obviously. Cause you pen don't 15. Want... No, but are you going to use like Nordy's podcast as, oh, like, I would, your, yeah. as your pen name? I think okay. I would. Yeah. Right. All right. Yeah. Keep promoting, you know? That's fair. Okay. Is I didn't want you, you to, hoping. Well, I didn't want you to be like, I'm going to be, you know. I'm splitting off. At Jonathan Silver. What is you know, your name? What is your name what? on uh, on uh, Reddit? Because I feel like he'd be more likely. No, to I, mean, I would that never up. give out my Reddit username. Is I, that a, is that a thing? I know yes. it, and I will never tell it. Yes, you do know it, but no one else does. So no, you don't fuck with that. Pen fifteen, probably. Um, all right, guys. So here Princess we go. Princess Moonshine seven twenty or whatever. <laughs> Four twenty, probably. <laughs> do we care? Here we go. I know Ryan cares about this. Raised by Wolves, renewed for season two. Yeah, give it to me. I want more. Yeah. Inj- injected into my veins with my white blood, and yeah, I'm here for your it. white milk blood. Yeah. Um, it's okay, though. I mean, I like it. 
I think it's phenomenal. I'm I'm, I'm glad we're getting more for sure. I'm I'm into stuff that's like weird and different. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen detective procedurals. I've seen a lot of these shows. So when I'm given something that is high production value, well thought out storylines, high concept, high concept, maybe a little too high. Like yeah, it, that's probably my for what it's reaching. Yeah, but I like something that's like way different, way off the beaten path. And I'm into like sci-fi, new world, you know, that kind of thing. So this is the show. Are you more of a mother guy or a father guy? Oh, mother. You're a mother guy. I'm mother. See, I'm more of a father guy. I know he's only a nursing unit, but I like him. But um, anyway, so the fact that they've renewed this for a second season halfway through the first season is pretty awesome. Yeah, it is. I think they've they've seen the numbers and they feel comfortable with with the second season. And I will say this. Without getting into the show itself, I never know what direction this is going to take. Yeah. Like, they keep going in directions that where I think I know what's going to happen, and then it doesn't happen. So, I really enjoy that part, too. It is, yeah. It is. It's a very good show. And it's really Scott. It's a like, mix of people, adults acting like they're robots and children actors that aren't great. But it's fine. Fair. Fair, <laughs> fair assessment. No, it's a, it is a good show, and I'm excited. I have one more to watch, and then I'll be caught up as well. Okay, uh, next up, Mandalorian trailer finally drops. This is uh, right around the corner, right? This is coming like around Halloween? Uh, yeah, yep. Um, so we're about a month out or so on Mandalorian. Um, how are how excited are you guys feeling about this show, and what do you think of this trailer? I'm incredibly excited. I think it's probably my most anticipated show of the fall. I'm more excited for this season than I was first season. Yeah. And I was very excited for the first right, season. because now we know it's going to be good. When, when they... They dropped the Jedi word they in did. the trailer, which is like a massive... Enemy sorcerers. I love that. Like foreshadowing right. for what's to come and maybe like the blending of the regular Star Wars canon in with the Mandalorian. Kind of awesome. I think that they're they're going to start expanding this universe quick. Like definitely a lot more in this season. It's going to be a bigger show for sure. And so we love nothing more than seeing a familiar character... Or, you know, a reference to something that happened in, in a previous Star Wars movie. And it's going to have a lot more of that, I think. And then they gave you the uh, the baby Yoda. He always stays with me or whatever. Yeah, thing. he goes where I go. Or, yeah, he goes where I go. I like, think uh, most of the trailer probably was just from the first maybe couple episodes, too. All so, fluff. All fluff. Um, you know, we didn't see... Uh, I thought we did for a second, but it was somebody else. We didn't see Ahsoka Tano. Who's going to be Rosario Dawson. Good friend of the pod, Rosario Dawson. She once replied on a message or something. And so we're friends. We're yeah, cool. basically. Um, yeah, I, so I, I can't I'm wait for that character. They probably need to stop hiring people from the WWE. That would help. Because now they have they another have... one. Did you know they have another one? Who? Okay, so they got Gina Carano. Wait, was she from the MMA? She's from MMA. Okay, yeah. well, I'm going to just go ahead and lump them together. I'm okay. really sorry okay. for fans of okay. one or the other. Um, and then they just hired like one of the WWE divas to be like, a character it's that person we saw in the hood that i thought was rosario dawson sure she's like one of the divas from wwe and bill burr's like, gonna not be great. back so. and bill burr, i know so the only thing is like some of the acting could be a little better like yeah you have giancarlo esposito but he can't he's not gonna be in it that much you need some good actors too carl weathers is like not great he's just cool looking and a familiar face everyone likes he's like the 3.7 rentkin from yeah. chernobyl not great 
so not terrible either. I think like overall, the only thing I'm a little apprehensive about is that they keep stocking the show with with bad actors. It wouldn't be Star Wars if there wasn't like silly actors doing lines terribly. Like, I mean, it's just <laughs> yeah. sort of like part of the 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 shtick at this point yeah. for Star Wars. No, so. that's fair. I'm I'm super duper excited. I very much care. I was psyched to watch it right away. I watched it three times. But you had that like I mean, you had that with like Game of Thrones. Like there were some actors and actresses that were just like fine. Yeah, it didn't didn't add anything to the show. Didn't take anything away either. But until it got into like fever pitch at like season three, that's true. So I think it'll eventually get to the point where, plus, like everything is like COVID, and there might be restrictions on who could go with contracts for other things that were delayed, and they yeah. couldn't get them. So it might have been a, like a weird you know year to to film a TV series. So hopefully, when this when season three happens, yeah. they figure a lot of this out. They're bringing in some big names. Everyone's like, "Fuck, that's a huge show. I'd love to get into the Star Wars universe." Yeah, and then you can start bringing in some bigger names. And maybe so. Gino will be better too. Who knows? Yeah, uh, uh, care, care a lot. Care here's, a lot. here's what I would say. I really noticed how amazing the production the filming the editing um the sets the costumes um even beyond the storytelling and everything they just do such a great job at making it look like a beautiful show yeah mm-hmm. agreed so i just it has its own it, mood for sure it just looks amazing so yeah really looking forward to that we all definitely care also on disney plus wandavision is coming this holiday season um it looks like it's going to be funny <laughs> We, nobody knows what the show is going to be. It's going to be weird. It's going to be magical. It's going to be... Um, it's got a couple big actors in it. I just... I think what it's really going to do is introduce some things that will then, like, give you the background for when they bring them into the MCU movies. It's going to be like a vehicle for, for like, you know, planting cool little seeds and, and Easter eggs that will, like, pop up later. <laughs> That doesn't really excite me as much. No. But like, I think it's going to be like pretty major stuff. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping there's a lot of like regular canon that matters mm-hmm. as opposed to like you got to go Easter egg hunting throughout yeah. the entire series. And then they like give you like a snippet and, and that's what you watch the entire episode for, but nothing really happened. So I'm right. this is probably like the series I'm the least excited for. Okay. Which is probably why it's going first. As yeah. A little bit of a, a trial run. Because what else? Marvel there's TV. She-Hulk. There's um, Loki. There's Winter Soldier and the Falcon. Yeah. And there's uh, this one, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess I'd probably rank it last as well. I would agree. But I'm still yeah. psyched. I mean, it's coming first, and I think it'll be good. In Marvel, we trust, right? Yeah, Until right. we don't. Until so. we haven't seen what they do with TV yet, though. Yeah. So we'll see. All right. So, uh, Jimmy Channels, getting ahead on us here. Um, uh, Tatiana Mas- Maslani. Is that yes. what it is? Is going to be playing She-Hulk on uh, Disney+. Plus. Yeah, so they 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 made their casting. They hired her. So she was great. Did, did you guys watch Orphan Black at all? Yes. I, I watched a couple seasons. Not all of it. I watched yeah. like two seasons. Maybe. Yeah, I, I didn't even watch that much, but I thought she was great. And I know that like as it gets on and you get... And she had to play like eight versions of herself. It was wild. She yeah. was pretty incredible at it. So um, I think playing... Two versions of herself. One is a nerdy doctor, and one as like a green, hulked out, badass chick. Shouldn't be too tough for her range. So I'm, ex- I think it's fantastic casting. She's beautiful. She's tough. That's what you need. And it's she's she was not in the WWE or <laughs> MMA that I know of. So I'm into that. All right, guys. Uh, real quickly, we never talked about our beer. That's my fault. Um, and it's so an exciting one too. We are drinking a really cool, exciting beer. This one is from two of our very favorites. Did both of them? 
win a Nordy? I think so. I think, yeah, they're both Nordy winners. Our first Nordy winner collab. This is our good friends over at Fair State and our good friends over at Modest collaborating to make Chill State, which is a double dry hopped hazy IPA. It's like 6.5 APV. ABV. Full of flavor. It's like APV. Delicious, (laughs) yummy, beautiful looking, smells great. Great beer. How much was this beer? Um, Was it 18? I have no recollection. Okay. I bet it was like 15. I think it was like reasonably priced, to be honest with you. It's a great beer. It gives me a lot of... I'm glad uh, we got to talk about it, Eric. It gives me a lot of false pattern vibes, mm-hmm. and that's a extremely high compliment. Yeah, that's in my a, that is a good... It I has think that it was. Feel. I think it was a really good price, too. Like, I think it was like $13, maybe? $14, oh, okay. something like that? I'm not 100%. I don't... For some reason, I just don't remember, but yeah. He went from no recollection to like one of the cheapest beers in yeah. the floor. No, no, no. <laughs> I just remember that, that, that um, modest had a couple really um well-priced beers well they had their double their their double barrel aged um i thought it was like a double false pattern or something that they had no, we did that a couple weeks ago this was a barrel aged we we i can't think of what it was. anyway not important yeah let's move on barrel aged pilsner maybe Okay, um, anyways, uh, sticking with the MCU and Disney, um, this one's going to be on uh, your movie theater screen. Hopefully, we'll be in the movie theaters. This is Jonathan Majors. You may know him if you're watching Lovecraft Country. He is the star of the show there. He is moving into the MCU to play Kang the Conqueror. He will be in Ant-Man 3, but it will probably go beyond that as Kang the Conqueror is a pretty big villain in the MCU. Um, This guy's only 31 years old. I think the sky is the limit. And he's yoked. Oh, God, he's, he's ripped. He's huge. Yeah. I really think he's very talented. I can't wait to see this. I think it's great. Um, I think this is a really good casting, and I think the MCU should be pumped mm-hmm. to be getting these kind of young stars. I totally agree. Right away, I was like, wow, they're really going to bring in Kang the Conqueror to Ant-Man. When you remember, like, who have been the villains of the past two Ant-Mans? Like, okay, Ant-Man's Ghost. Like, Ghost, who is a... A nobody yep. in the the scheme of things, and then like the guy that the stole guy, Pim uh, Yellow Jacket, yeah, p- okay. stole Pim Labs, from and so all Hank. of a sudden they're going to have a guy on the level of Thanos or Galactus with Kang to be up there. So, um, my theory is that they will do some definitely some stuff with alternate universes, right? They're going to get into that. They're going to get into the the what what is they the alternate realm? What do they call that? The quantum realm. The quantum realm, and. Apparently, in the second Ant-Man movie, there was hints that there was actually cities within the quantum realm. Mm. I don't, I didn't really see that, and I didn't. But people are saying like you didn't watch it there frame was by Easter, frame. <laughs> exactly, like you could see stuff in there that was cities, and he probably is going to have noticed them in there and find his way out. Um, and th- I don't think that he will be defeated in this movie. I think he will be introduced in this movie. I was just gonna say, I think it'll be one of those like. Um, because they're not going to burn them. Tease him, tease him late in the end. You know, kind of the somebody's been. Maybe you're fighting somebody that turns out. Okay, Kang's been pulling the strings, and now we are right. getting an introduction to this guy. And oh my God, he's more powerful than Thanos or something. You yeah. know, it'll yep. be, it'll be must see for yeah. sure. I mean, I was gonna, I, I watch them all, but I would never be that excited about Ant Man movies, especially like the second one. I really didn't care. I think I saw it when it was actually free. Finally. Um, which we said it was all because of the last scene, like the, 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 the uh, post credits, post credits. Yeah. Like that mean, was, like, that was the only reason that they had to do that movie Yeah, was for end game essentially. And so dude, now I'm like really jacked up. I want to see how they do it. 
And maybe we're underrating Paul Rudd a little bit he's, as Ant-Man, but yeah, he's, he's pretty great. solid. Yeah. He's pretty solid. He's Especially charismatic. When we're losing Chris Evans, we're losing Robert Downey Jr., we're losing... Um, Chadwick Boseman. Black Panther, yeah. R.I.P. So, like, you got to have the comic relief guy a little bit. And you so got Scott Lang is kind of the perfect guy to fill that void. And he was pretty good in, like, the... In the um, the big group, you know, setting between um, Civil War and Infinity War. Yeah. And he brought the, the, the comic really yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited. We'll probably see his daughter maybe get her own suit. She has, throughout the ser- the comic, she's had a couple different superhero names and, and get ups and stuff. So she she probably will do get in the action a little bit because she's an adult now. Does the Wasp die? In Ant-Man 3. Maybe. Mix it up a little bit. Give him a shot for a new love interest. I, I think, mean, Evangeline Lilly is like I think very average to me. So. I think that's where the story goes is that Kang the Conqueror oh, shit. takes her out. Okay. And that's where like Ant-Man 3 kind of ends. You know, mm-hmm. but he's still alive, but she's dead. And then Scott Lang's got to like pick up the pieces. Oh, shit. Eventually. Well, I'm excited, man. It should be good. Kang is a big deal. All right, guys. Uh, moving over to Netflix. Do we all care about Ant-Man and Kang the yep. Conqueror? I do. It sounds yeah. cool. I can't wait. Need We need movies. All right. Uh, Stranger Things to resume production September 28th. We don't know how far along they are, but they were planning on it being a fall release, I believe, originally. And they already gave us teasers like almost a year ago now. Yeah. Um, so they've got to be pretty far along in what they're doing. Um, do you guys have any guess on when we will be able to see Stranger Things season four? Next I summer. I think it'll be in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. They'll move wow. it back to, to a summer. Um, I'm actually really excited for this season. I think it's going to be a lot different than past seasons. They're going to have obviously scenes in Russia. They're going to try to get out of their little small town in Indiana, please, because they've fucking terrorized this same group of people. For so long, let's mix it up a little bit. Let's spread out the pain. So I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a good season. I'm excited. I care. I'm glad they're making it. I care. I love this show. I care. I hope they go a little bit more of the. Uh, I don't know. I want to keep. I want to see it like keep as the kids get older. Maybe keep going down a little bit darker path. Yeah. Right. Where it's not so kind of silly and kitschy. I mean, I agree with that, but I'm also like. These poor kids. Like, now this yeah, is, yeah, like, yeah. the fourth season of them being fucking horrendously tortured by these circumstances, but I guess that's TV. That's the nature of TV. If you complain about that, don't watch Ozark, because those people are getting shit on constantly. Yeah, so. yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Care 100%. Yep. Okay, uh, next up, Tom Holland to play Link, possibly, in a Netflix... Is it a movie or a series? I think it's going to be a series. I don't think it can be a movie. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be it's big and to be a series. And- I don't know that this thing's even totally greenlit, and I'm sure they're just talking with him, but he would be a great link. Kind of skinny, he's he's young. They can put some sharp ears on him, and he'll kick some ass. I love this. Um, it would make me interested in a story. A, f- a franchise that you've never that I don't know delved anything about. Into. I've never played the games. That's kind of weird. Um, I would really be excited about this. It would be something that Netflix could do that would be new to me. It would be a whole new world. It would be a an actor that I really like, and I hope this happens. I don't I do think too. we would even allow you to discuss it without having playing having played the Ocarina of Time. Yeah, we'd have to give you some homework first. 
I have an N64 and I have the game and I have a controller. And it's so hard to play N64 now. I'll get you a tube TV for like 50 bucks <laughs> on Craigslist. <laughs> and all you need is a power outlet and the... No, the, the, the tube TV would be like, if you come and get it, we'll give you $100. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Take it off our hands. We cannot get rid of it this thing It is 600 anymore. pounds and it's only 42 inches. But oh, it's yeah. yours and $100. I, you don't need 42 inches. <laughs> you need like a thirty, like thirty-five, want, and you're good to I go. I need yeah. one of those like ones that has like the connected tape player. Yeah, like yeah, the built-in built in VCR. Yeah. VCR yeah. tape, tape player. player, tape player. Millennial. Wow. What a millennial! <laughs> all right, it's a um, millennial take. All right, next up, uh, Jim Carrey to play Joe Biden on uh, SNL this this fall. What do yeah, you guys think so of when that? So their new season picks up. I love it. I mean, they kind of bring in people like obviously Alec Baldwin is probably going to be Trump. So you can see them sending up the debates, and and it's, I'm sure it's gonna be gold. I mean, Jim Carrey is so awesome and so talented. SNL has never been better when they have more like caricature esque uh, political people mm-hmm. to throw in there. Like Kate McKinnon is Hillary was phenomenal. She was um, almost better when she was that like mousy little creepy guy. What's his name? Oh, Jeff Sessions. Yeah, her oh, Sessions was oh, even yeah, better. Yeah, true. She would like pop out of like the desk, like underneath the desk, She'd like he was sit just on living. Donald Trump's lap. Or yeah. who was the uh, <laughs> Melissa McCarthy playing Sean Spicer oh. with the like the moving like the Segway trying to be a tough guy, the Segway so. uh, like podium. Yeah, that she could like run into people with like that was pretty solid. Like that's when God, that's when the SNL people that have come and gone out of that but, like, organization. The one insane. guy who did Barack Obama like did a great impression, mm-hmm. but Obama didn't do anything that was like SNL worthy, right? In that in that like, respect, Trump and are Biden kidding? are both easy to. Are make you fun kidding? Of. He didn't do anything other than open up his own pizza restaurant where if you order a pizza, you buy a small child. Yeah, you didn't hear about that? That was Hillary. And Obama, and John Legend, and Tom Hanks, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you name any weird random celebrity. And you can find a reason to implicate them in the pizza and game. And they were part of this pizza restaurant where children were kept in the basement. The pedophile ring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pedophile pizza restaurant. I mean, you know, Jeffrey Epstein and those guys, they, they didn't do anything, but... No, oh, those are buddies. Those yeah. are buddies of... No, but like... Ah, boys will be boys. I just mean like overall in eight, <laughs> in eight years, like Obama didn't have the like... Yeah. Like when Will Ferrell was playing George W. Bush and they're like, if you could sum up your campaign in one word, what would it be? And he's like, uh, what was the word? Strategery. Strategery. Yeah. Strategery. <laughs> and then they asked Al Gore, lockbox. Yeah. yeah. Well, what we have a is a lockbox and I'm going to put the money in the lockbox. I will have one key and Tipper will have the other key. Um, honestly, uh, today, Tipper. I mean, this is this is where we're at now. So we were talking about that before. Now you had the president of the United States today retweeting a uh, random reply from a, an account Um named like butt something uh to a guy and in in it was a picture of a person on one of those um jet boot packs on the water you know what those things are Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and it was a man on one of those but it had a cat head on it and it said something about fart noises hashtag fart noises and it was retweeted by our president today no yeah on purpose welcome welcome to 2020 yep that's where we are when the aliens come in and they ask like what the hell's going on like we actually don't know we (laughs) i have a feeling i I have a feeling that like the robots are um 
panic working on the simulation right now. Yeah. They, because someone like spilled their coffee on it. Someone yeah. fucked up. There's a huge bug in the code. Yeah. They're working on a new patch. And they're going to get us a new version, hopefully. I hope so. In November 2nd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the release date. Let's go. All right, guys. Here we go. Hot Rex. Whoop. Um, we're going to start out with... <laughs> What's hot? What's hot? I Let's mean, go. We've, we've said the same ones multiple times, so we're going to skip You some... brought the energy. I only replied to the energy. I liked it. We are gonna, we're going to skip some of the ones we've been talking about in recent weeks, and we're going to move on to a couple new shows that came out. Um, first up, Third Day on HBO. Third Day. Third Day. Came out. Meaningless, meaningless title. Yeah, dumb title. There's a, there's a couple bad titles we're going to be working with here. So Third Day, almost forgot it right after I said it. Um, did you guys like it? So it's like a it's like a little bit of a horror, a little bit of a mystery, probably some supernatural shit, maybe not. Um, little True Detective vibe, a little bit. Kind of like a secretive community, maybe a cult going on. I don't know, but he's on an island and he's stuck there. And it seems bad. It seems bad, and like I think all of the, I think it reminds me more of, oh my god, what was the show? Mm. I, I'm I'm not gonna go. You into come it. back to it if you get it. But like, where, it was almost like um, uh, who's the guy that okay is in Simon Pegg? All right, like it's like a it, it feels a little bit like a a British murder mystery where the things that are like kind of serious ended up kind of being silly. Yeah, um, a little bit. Yeah, um, but. At the same time, everyone that you think is good is probably bad, and everyone that's bad is probably like a normal person, but they're just like being real. And we don't know what's actually happening. It could be one of those like uh, um, un, you know, not consistent narration or unreliable narrator. Unreliable narrator. Thing, yep. Where you have like Jude Law, you're seeing it through his eyes, but maybe he's fucking crazy and he's seeing shit. So yeah, I love. I don't know. I was into it. I thought it was like a little silly. The show opens up with like. A huge dramatic acting scene Insane. from Jude Law, where he's crying and sobbing and ta- you know having these desperate phone calls, and I'm like, I don't know who this a- character is. I just know it's Jude Law. So I think that's why they generally save those scenes for like episode four or five when you've seen the character do normal things and you know who they are. I was like, I don't see shit. All I see is Jude Law overacting right now. I think that scene was maybe wasted by putting it first. Well, but he did the the shirt in the stream. So Which, you got an idea you mean he, that something he, bad he happened. He lost something yeah. that mattered to him. And I think that's where you pick up. And then he's talking about money. So you know he's like desperate. He's so, a little so dirty. That just sort of like kind of tied it together really quickly I was, I for was him. impressed with the way they did a lot of exposition quickly with that without having like it hit, you know, hit over the head. So it was, it's, I think it's well written. I just think, I don't know. It, that was a little strange. For it's me, also but. a pilot. Yeah. Right? I mean, so we'll we'll stick with it um i'm definitely into it i thought it was great this is hbo max okay yeah i thought HBO it was max only i would give the, i would give that first episode for me like uh an 86 yeah i'd give it like an 85 and i'm 84 ex- or something i'm gef- definitely going to keep watching i'm this excited would be for prime jc3 territory for yeah. me yep uh the next one is uh we are who we are is that right yeah yeah also hbo also HBO. So I'll speak. Did you guys watch this one? I no. did not watch this one. Okay. No. So this is like an angsty teen show. It's like Euphoria, but less drugs, I think. Um, so Chloe Savaney is probably the only actor you've heard of in it. She plays like, she's not a main character, but she plays like a tough lesbian colonel in, in an army and they go to Italy. They're re, you know, this is like a military brat kid. What what, uh, what time period is this set in? I think it's modern. Present, present day. Yeah. Okay. Present day. 
um you know the kids into like expensive vintage t-shirts so uh, you know adam who's our our co-host on the purple pride would love that um but it's really good like the kid's kind of an asshole and i think that's sort of where he's gonna start and maybe he'll learn a little bit about life and not be such a fucking like little dick um but the kid is really good and you guys haven't watched shazam but i really like shazam and the like the the side character the kid that has like the walking the stick disability yeah he's really funny in that and he's the main character of this and he does an awesome job of being kind of like he and his mom have this really weird relationship like almost kind of creepy codependent stuff um it's like, a it's a deep show so this is luca guadagnino and he had done like call me by your name and some other stories like that I haven't seen everything the guy's done, but apparently he's supposed to be a pretty big, big time director. So he didn't write it, but he's directing it. This is a show that I'm going to keep watching, but I can't recommend it yet. It's just a little bit, little bit. It's probably slow for some people. And if you can't relate to like young people, young kids, then you might just not want to watch it yet. Okay. I have the hottest of hot wrecks this week. Oh boy. I watched Netflix's. The Social Dilemma. And let me tell you, this was one of the most important things I've ever watched in my whole life. One of the scariest things I've ever watched in my whole life. And something that I would suggest that everybody in the world should watch. Okay, so I've heard the name. Give me an elevator pitch. So for what The Social it, Dilemma about. is a documentary um, where they interview former executives and high ups and creative people from the biggest uh, internet companies in the world: Google, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook, Google, Twitter, yeah. Snapchat, Instagram. Um, yep, all of those. Yeah. So all they're they are the people who started these. They're the people who worked on these. These are important people. Most of them extremely wealthy. I would assume very successful people. So they eventually got bought out, mm-hmm. and now their NDA has expired. And um, so now they well, can. They, I watched a little bit of it and they had like extensive conversations with their lawyers before they did it. Yeah. And like the, they're not, they're not saying that like, they're not asking a question if there's a crime happening. They're asking a question on if this is morally okay. Sure. What's happening. Sure. So they're not like arrest Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're like Mark Zuckerberg has too much power and I think we should really think about it. As people. And it's not illegal what he's doing, no. but should you be okay with it as a, a human being? And they're right? really just telling you, it's kind of like inside baseball talk. Like They're just giving you the secrets of these companies and just how crazy it is what they do and how they manipulate you and how they use algorithms and supercomputers to literally use the internet as like a drug for us. And it was so powerful. It was so important. It really made me think about um, kids' use of the internet and social media. Like, it really made me think about that. It made me think about my own use. It made me think about the things that I see using social media. Um, And while I was doing it, I kept thinking like, oh man, I need to not use my phone so much as I was scrolling through Twitter. Mm -hmm. You know, it was really crazy. So... It was not happy. Um, I will give you this much of a spoiler. It gets downright scary. And then at the end, they try to be like, 
there's lots of good uses of social media too. And I was not fucking having it at that point. <laughs> sure. I was like, I do not want to hear you say this. I know how terrible it is now. So it was really scary. Um, it is not something to go home and be like, I had a rough day at work. I need to watch something that's going to bring me up. This is not that. Watch this when you're like, I need to be thoughtful. I need to see yeah. something important. So I thought it was must watch and I really uh, I wouldn't say enjoyed um, but I was really glad I watched it I hope everybody will check it out so you it's know on my list they have the uh, that that's the invention of the lazy load um, for browsing sites where no matter how far down you scroll you're never gonna hit the end mm. it's just gonna keep reloading content and reloading content because it used to be like you'd scroll to the bottom of the page then you'd have to click like page two. Yeah. And then it would bring up a whole new set of stuff. And some people but, don't click page two. They right. just, oh, just I move guess on. I'm, yeah. I'm done. I'm done with this. But so they invented this thing called the lazy load where like no matter how far down you scroll, it's just going to keep feeding you content and feeding you content. And so there's a big controversy about whether or not that should be legal, like where users should have to take the action to say, I'm done mm. or I want to go on to the next set of content that I want to see. That's interesting. I have used Instagram so much in the past, that I will hit a point where I'm scrolling and it says, you're all caught up with all posts for the last two days. Have you ever seen that? Uh, it's a really bad sign. Yeah. I, I saw a tweet the other day that was it was pretty good. It was, um, and for my next trick, I'm going to open Instagram 17 milliseconds after closing it. <laughs> and I've done that. Closed it, gone to the home screen, clicked well, it open. And I'm like, oh, I'm back here. What the fuck? And, and part of what Eric is talking about like with kids and stuff like that is like, should the lazy load be allowed for young people because they just don't know. They just like keep scrolling, keep scrolling. What if they come across something that's bad for them or whatever? Mm -hmm. um, you know, should there be some sort of a limit on that? And so there's this, we're in this whole different era yeah. Um, where like Eric was also saying, like the tech companies have all of this power and they just develop things and there's no checks to it, right? They can. They well, can they're do, they're just so much smarter than the lawmakers. I mean, what lawmakers? Well, it takes just forever. Don't, yeah. Right? No, and, I think at this point the lawmakers are using their platforms, and the they don't care. Probably right. lobbying them to not care too. Yeah. But like, like two things I will say. One is that this is not coming um, to make you feel bad about yourself. It is not saying you shouldn't be using social media. You are addicted to social. Turn media. Turn your phone off. Mm -hmm. No, literally, this is saying. This Social is media is beating you because they're using supercomputers and you are just a human being and you are no match for them and you do not even understand the, what they're doing How to you. you're being manipulated. And you don't right. even get it. You're blind to it. Here's what they're doing. And like it was really eye-opening. It's almost like, and I don't want to, I don't mean to make light of this, but it's almost like an abusive relationship in the way where you're being manipulated and you don't even know what's happening. Mm -hmm. Like you don't mm -hmm. even understand that this is this is manipulation at its uh, most fervent and new that you don't understand. Like you have no control over it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one piece. And then the other piece is, is that these unregulated social media companies pretty much act as like major governments of the world at this point. Um, they're so powerful that they, um, on a regular basis, influence politics, elections, um, news. Uh, no, Eric, that's free speech. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, they just do. I mean, they're 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 literally. I, I agree with you. 100%. Yeah. They're just they're so powerful. They're so big, and they're just no one is controlling them. So please, 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 the social dilemma. I 
I can't re- tell you to watch something more than this. Okay. That is a hot wreck de- by definition. Well done. All right, guys. It'll be a funny day when, like, like Billy or Evan asks us, like, so did you guys, like, give them their, your phone number and email voluntarily? And we're like, yeah, dude, and... everybody did it. Yeah. And they're like, why would you do that? I hope that day comes. Me too. I, Me too. They're like, they're like, hold on. You didn't read the fine print? You didn't read all the stuff before? No, I just clicked Clicking... the checkbox. No, yeah, you, yeah. there's no way you would do it. Like, it's like the South Park episode where... Yeah. They are the human centipede. The, yeah. the oh, Apple yeah. agreement got them in the human centipede. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. You know what time it is. <gasps> it's time for Harry Potter and the Order of the Rewatch. Rewatch. I love this one. I like this movie. You do? Okay. I like it. This movie is just like the book. It is too <laughs> long. Agree with that as well. Now, I will say this movie looks really cool. I disagree with the book being too long part. Is it the hair that looks so cool? The hair Everybody is got long hair. Atrocious. Harry grew 18 inches of hair <laughs> in th- three months. I thought Harry so could... that's impressive, he could have been, But I guess there's magic involved. You could just... Daniel Radcliffe could have been playing Extendo, Follicular, Harry Potter, or been like in a Pearl Jam like documentary. Yeah, like, like the hair was just bad. The hair was bad. Um, Ron's hair was maybe longer. We sleep on that. Uh, but enough about the hair. Uh, I like the different missions that he has to go on. The little the way it breaks up the movie of the pacing. Of, There's a lot of missions. I mean, the the Triwizard stuff. They introduce it right away. And then you're like, okay, so this is what this movie's going to be about. And then they stick with it. And it's like, okay, you have three tasks and they, they break up the movie and both are, all three are very different and it kind of interesting and exciting. Um, the way he has to sort of piece together what's happening with Mad-Eye Moody and who's actually in the school and there's sort of the Karkarov and Snape, uh, you know, um, red herring. So you're kind of like misdirected. I thought it was all pretty brilliant. Too long, for sure. And then the other thing, I know Eric's going to touch on this, so I'll just kind of try to steal his thunder. The teeny, teen angst stuff is is pretty cringy. Yeah. Oh, they're teens now. Check it out. And but, it then was, they all, but Harry's also 12. It's it, supposed to be 12 in the movie. It was mm-hmm. it was bad in the books, too. Like, even mm-hmm. the, the stuff with, with Cho and right. uh, Cedric and, and all of those things, like... It was even tough, like reading that, where you can sort of use your own imagination and maybe paint it in a better light. Yeah. Uh, but when you see someone's interpretation of that and people acting it on screen, makes it even worse. Yeah. Um, but I agree with the like the the side quest uh, uh, piece of it, um, where not only does Harry have to do the tasks, there's also a lot of things he has to do beforehand to even like get there. Um, yeah, with the clues and all that. Yeah, I also thought it was kind of silly, and I'll, I'll go with this, and then we'll turn it over to Eric because I know he's probably got the best takes of all of this. Where it was one of those things like Harry's back was against the wall, and then somehow miraculously, someone opened the door for him, or mm-hmm. someone gave him the key to the door, and just sort of gave him the. Do you think the that trick was writing laziness, or do you? Because th- you could accuse the series in other times of like. Nice coincidence there, Harry, you know, but I think this was, you find out it's all been planned. 
I I agree that it has been planned a little bit, but nobody put like Dobby up to the task. Like I don't I don't feel like that stuff was teed up for for him to to help Harry, you know, figure out how to swim underwater and In all this that one stuff. it was uh Neville. Neville did. Oh, it that's right. One. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Dobby was the book. My, yeah, my which fault. they didn't but get Neville into. But Neville did as much, because but. of Man I Moody. Yeah. So it turns out, you know, at the big reveal at the end, which they always do, they have a climax and then they have the reveal section and I always love how these movies end with like really cool big universe plot information. Yeah. Um yeah, like Mad Eye Moody was behind it. It was all Barty Crouch uh, doing an incredible impression. The commitment from the Dark Lord and his team is fucking top notch um, to trick everybody like that. So I really liked the whole Mad Eye Moody thing. Yeah, I thought that was actually really cool. It was well the best done. plot line of the of the whole for sure book four. So movie four. Here's here's what I would say. I thought that the movie started out amazing. The Quidditch World Cup is really cool. Mm-hmm. Them going to that, learning about port keys. You meet Cedric Diggory. They're all together. They go into the tent. It's a lot of fun. They go see this huge wizarding spectacle, which is really cool as well. I like all of that stuff. Victor Crumb is introduced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I mean, this is thing. the one yeah. that blows up the world. Like for you, until then, it's like London, Harry, Hogwarts is about as much as you know about magic. And you're like, oh, there's different schools. Yep. There's there's a huge government that comes into play. Ireland there's... versus Bulgaria here. Right. There's wizards from around the world that are coming to this. I think this is really cool. You're seeing like African wizards and American wizards. And you're like, okay, this is a whole universe. By the it's way, I want just... one of those tents. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, like, that would gosh. be amazing. Um, I love... Somehow the tents always look smaller when I get in them. I love the um, Death Eater part there mm-hmm. when they come and attack the tents after the World Cup. They look super cool and creepy mm-hmm. as they're walking through the crowd. Better in the book. You get yes, um, I agree. They didn't. They didn't do a lot of that in the movie. You they get, didn't do enough in my yeah, opinion. yeah. You get Mos Modre. Yeah, and he throws up the sign of Voldemort above everything. Um, all of that was cool. I really liked the beginning of this movie. The tournament is a waste of time. Well, but hold on. Hmm. Sorry, real quick to interrupt. The the um the cup where they're putting the names in and stuff, I thought was a really cool mechanic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it was done better in the book. But when you see, like, especially in the movie, you see Dumbledore's like anger when Harry's name comes out of the cup right. as another uh, champion was like... Because he knows that like it's smart enough. It's like you're bound by the decisions that this thing makes somehow. And he doesn't want anything bad to happen to Harry. Right. And I think a lot of those protections that were put around all of that stuff were designed to ensure that Harry's name would never be put in there. Um, mm-hmm. And then it comes out, and I think Dumbledore is furious that someone figured out a way around around the spells. And that was a really like poignant moment in in the book and the movie for me. Okay, so the cup is mostly a waste of time. Now let me go through a couple big pieces that just didn't sit right with me. One, we're in movie four, there's very little Draco Malfoy. I think this was an oversight. I think they blew this. We needed more Draco Malfoy. We've been building this rival for far too long. He is like comic relief in this movie. Mm-hmm. That was a mistake. Two, Potter. That's this fair. one drives me insane. Harry Potter, one of the most famous wizards in the entire world respected and loved by wizards across the globe for standing up and stopping you know who 
He literally is loved by almost everyone that's not a Slytherin and not a Death Eater. Right. He is suddenly the villain of the school. Everyone's booing oh, him. Oh, this happens all the time. And then... This happens in every book. He needs to get a date, and every t- girl he walks by is disgusted by the Chosen One? No. Yes. I think he was really shy, and then he, the he only wanted to The Patels were the only Cho. girls who were into him. They're like, hey, Harry. And then they were the Indian girls who, like, no one wanted to take. Inappropriate. Oh, you think that was a problem? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Super inappropriate. They were like, ugh, we have to take the Indian girls. Well, you know what's funny? In this movie, but, I realized for the first time, I'm like, okay, there's very little... There's, like, almost no black people. There's, like, Dean no. Thomas, and he's not even a real character. No. He's, like, hardly in it. Okay, so there's that. But then you get an Asian character. You're like, all right, dude, she's more Irish. I mean, yeah. she's got an yeah. Irish accent, and there's nothing about the about you know whatever culture she may have descended from. So she's sort of just like an Asian actress they hired to play out like a white person. And yes. what what a horrible uh, like imperial colonization take from J.K. Rowling that like. No one's interested in the Indian gals. Mm. Like that's from just as a very, Brit. They, it's they, very they had to yeah. take them as the last thing, and then well, they were like pissed see, and couldn't even have fun. I think. Yeah, the, I think they, the, they were total assholes to him, and then that was just fine. I think how the mean book, they were to him too. The book did a better job of like explaining like Harry's hesitance to go ask someone because he felt like he was marked and it would cause problems, and nobody would want to go with him. I think he was very shy, like mm-hmm. the way they described it in the books. It wasn't just like. Um, and then not only that, like him and Ron were notoriously like procrastinators, mm-hmm. like wait till the last minute to do their homework or do this and do that. And and so then I think everyone was sort of like on the ball and Harry and Ron were like, eh, you know, whatever. We don't really care. And then everyone else already and had dates. And they both messed up by asking somebody they wanted. Like right. they both failed. So they explain that. Yeah, a but bit. but I'm just saying, there's a whole scene in the movie where they're walking around looking for dates, and every girl they walk by is like, "Ew, gross," and like turns away. And yeah, I'm but, like, "Yeah, but Eric, stop it, Eric." When you were 12, every Who would girl you rather go with Cedric or Harry? Dude, I get it, but it, literally every other girl at no, Hogwarts you would have been like the <laughs> chosen one, not just for this cup. But they're not Jersey chasers at that point. When oh. they were 16, they might have been, you know? <laughs> he, Harry Potter could have asked a seventh year, and they'd have been like, yep. If it's not illegal. I, I, wait, I'm, hold on. Um, is that Harry Potter, the guy who defeated the Dark Lord, has since defeated him two more times? Which nobody knows about or and, believes. They and, just think he's literally super weird. And also has a giant um, vault full of gold. They don't is, know about that And either. is the star of the Quidditch team. They know about that And is now much. all over the papers and is in the Quidditch or is in the Triwizard Tournament. Harry Potter oh, could oh, have had... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's also being he hunted by the Dark ask, Lord. Like, he still had to ask them and he didn't. Like, there's a chance I could die if I'm with Harry Potter, that the Dark Lord's going to come after us and, and kill us. Oh, he, but he also casts a Patronus charm, so maybe uh, he could yeah, be okay. Yeah, yeah, he's got a full so, Patronus. I think, I think the movie did it. <laughs> <laughs> he may be 12, but he's got a full he's Patronus. He's got a full Patronus. He's ready to go. Uh, Let me just say this. The first awkward, and second movie awkward. are in a subgroup. Yes. The third movie is its own animal. Great. The fourth and fifth movies are going to be a group. Mm. And the sixth and seventh... Dude... Literally all the stuff they're dealing with in this movie, whether it's like his romantic relationship starting with Cho or th- like the huge problems well, that the or just interesting like, girls, fudge. interesting girls in general. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But Cho specifically is going to be like the main thing yep. of the fifth movie. And like Fudge and the Ministry are like central, central to both of these movies. 
like fourth, and then that's leading into fifth. So I think I'd put those. Oh, we'll see. I mean, I haven't watched it in a while. So I think four and five are a group, and six and seven, obviously, and eight, take it. And eight, yeah. Well, for the movie, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, this movie... Oh, I'm sorry. Then my last take. The is this another complaint? End of this movie. Um, the maze <sighs> is pretty okay, but once they grab the cup and they get transported Electric. to whatever it is... Oh my gosh, this is the best scene of the whole series mm-hmm. at this point. I agree. Through four movies, wow. This moment in the graveyard, Cedric gets killed a little quickly, but that's okay. And, yeah, but that's uh, like kind of amazing. Because yeah, it's just yeah. like, that's boom, also, they don't care at all. That's also they pretty much... kill the spare, done. Pretty much how it happened in the book. They right. just kill him instantly. Um, but then the Death Eaters all showing up, Voldemort being able to touch him. Voldemort looks incredible yep. in this wow because well, he did the the you know the cauldron oh, thing, right? the cauldron. Yeah. so cool yeah ray finds is an absolute get yes. for them i mean wow pretty is much he perfect good. he's so and this good. is the first time you see him at all like in his form um best supporting actor i don't know who won it that year but it should have been for cedric's dad for the oh, scene when he goes down, I literally oh, fucking cried again. Oh my god! It my, hurts. Boy! my boy! My boy! I just started crying again. Time. Oh my god! It hurts. It hurts. I can just see the seriously scene. Also, incredibly epic. Harry doing the weird like laying on him thing, and they try to pull him off, and he keeps laying no. on him. A little weird, but a little much. A little much. Well, I mean, it gets better from there. Yes, but it does. Wow! What a moment! What a great moment for them there. Um, the 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 silence and the horror on the faces of the kids in the crowd, the fear for Dumbledore. Huge turning point. Well, and then, oh my and then gosh, the, is it good? The question marks of, of Harry. Yeah. What happened? Of like, uh, did you, and that's going to follow him through the right. next movie. Of did like, you kill him? Cause like, what the fuck? And nobody believes him. Of course. Um, I also think that the, the book did a better job. Sorry. Sorry to keep going back to the book, but no, it's good. I like the perspective because you've read them very recently as the well. The book, for the first time the the maze in the book versus the maze in the movie was so much different yeah because the maze in the book was like basically empty for harry there were so many people on the outside doing all of these different things to make sure that nothing that was in the maze affected harry and so he was just like running through like bored almost like where where is everybody where is everything i thought there was going to be all this stuff yeah. And then he eventually runs into, you know, Cedric and they do the thing like, let's grab it at the same time. Right. And, you know, and, and then that's when you, this, this entire, all of the 950,000 pages that you read <laughs> reaches fever pitch. Yeah. And same thing with the movie where you're like, I've been so fucking bored, but the last 30 minutes of this really makes up for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, Voldemort trying to kill Harry and, you know, Harry figuring out a way to get back to the cup and get back to the port key. And then eventually and then get back the big to Hogwarts. reveals with with Moody and all that stuff was yeah. excellent too. So yeah, yeah. I I just I really, really thought of it, it as um, a fine movie bookended by really cool stuff. Like Agreed. the beginning and the end oh, is so through the middle. Good. The middle of it where they're like getting ready for the challenges and stuff. And also one more thing: how creepy and inappropriate is the scene with um, Moaning Myrtle? Very. <laughs> Oh, Harry, oh my, I'm going to go into the water, Harry. Yeah. Oh, let me cuddle you. Woo, like, I'm going to go into the water with you. Whoa, big boy. I'm like, 
Jesus Christ. These are little kids, a ghost little girl and a little boy in a tub. That's like true. pretty much. It's a about, jacuzzi, but yeah. It yeah. is a lot. <laughs> that scene is. They, they jacuzzi, a jacuzzi the prefect bathroom looks incredible. Yeah. Did you see all the different colored waters coming in and the suds? And the I mean, how was no one else float in there? Magically through the air. That would be like a Russian day spa. It would be so <laughs> packed in there with naked men. There was, I, I was no one say, else. Yeah, it would be out Harry's of control. Harry's just in there by himself with moaning Myrtle, and be a she bunch is, of peeves. She's wild moaning, for his she's day. She's moaning Myrtle. Like, it was inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. I guess I can see that. So overall, overall, what would you guys give this uh, movie on? Like with a you know a little more granular lens. Like what would you what would you rate this? Are movie? you looking for um, an out of one hundred here? This is like an 82. I think it's like an 80, 86 probably for me. I, I liked it, but it's like, I just know what's coming. I've watched these Harry Potter. I mean, I've had Freeform sure, in sure. the USA and whatever else. I've watched <laughs> these movies 600 times. Um, I know Previously, what's coming. ABC Family. This movie is in the conversation. It's not as good as three, but it's in the conversation with three. And five through eight is just on a different planet. Agreed. I agree. Well, I, I think, can't wait for five. Yeah, I think order is is when this series takes the next leap. Mm-hmm. Order is in, when they're like, okay. Gloves are off. There's infinite money to be made. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This has to be good. Uh, true. But I also think they realized, like, we can tell a much better story. And the source material is obviously pretty pristine. And let's make this something because now that our audience is no longer just in high school that we have to make something that is more appealing and again i don't know what the what the the book data is for who's purchasing these things i'm sure there's you know tons of of metrics and mm-hmm. i'm sure people caught on that like actually there's a lot of like 50 year old people that are buying these books and 30 year old people and 40 year old people. and and so we need to make something that appeals to everyone because our core readers are now in college. Yeah. So let's make something that that fits that that demographic. So um, yeah, Order of the Phoenix really sets the mold for what the remainder of the series is going to look like. It's a pivot. Well, I can't wait. All right, guys. That has been Harry Potter and the Order of the Rewatch. 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 Up next, we have Harry Potter and uh, the Order of the Phoenix. So things are about to get really good. Can't wait. Guys, watch watch <laughs> it with us. Watch it with us this week. That was parcel tongue. I liked that. I yeah. can tell. Watch it with us. Let us know what you think of the movie. Um, is this the one with, uh, what's her name? Umbridge. Umbridge. Oh, yes. oh my God. Uh, that's the only thing. That one, I that, know. that sucks a little bit, but it is so good. It's a downer. And, and, and all, I mean, without giving away, the ministry stuff gets really freaking cool in this Umbridge movie. is so important to the ministry story, though. Mm-hmm. Like, she is the catalyst for everything that you start to hate about the ministry. And obviously, she's, you know the lightning rod for the hatred but she does it with uh you know a pink blouse on so my my it's big, okay. my big problem with it though is it's so <clears throat> unrealistic <laughs> that there could be someone who unless um the government tells you it's true it is fake news and you know don't believe in but that's the whole point and i think you it know, just doesn't the, seem like it could happen in our world. It seems like it's definitely yeah, just yeah. It's one of all, It's all make believe. Just yeah. in the wizard. <laughs> I, I think like, it's you know. cool that like I think Dumbledore allows it to happen to you know to let that mm. 
sort of shine through so he can get a better understanding of the ministry. Okay, guys, here we go. It's time for Northeast Rates. We're going to end it Everyone's favorite today. segment. All right, guys, there was a lot of food suggestions this week. We're not going to go too heavy in the food stuff. Do I have to, next time few... I post it, be like, if you were going to say a food, can you do two? No, no, no. It's, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. It'd be cool if they did a or food and something else. Rate non-food. It just shows, I mean, people want to hear about food. We love talking about food, but maybe maybe three out of the eight, something like that. Okay, here we go. Raking leaves. Ugh, yuck! And that's coming up. Mm, raking raking leaves. leaves. Oh, that's not okay. Can I tell you how I like to rake leaves? With your mower. Yeah. Mow, it. yeah, mow it up. Put Mul- a bag mulch on it. it. Mulch that stuff. No, through. don't put a bag on it. Just have a mulching blade on your mower, and then it's feed for yeah. your yard you for the next that. year. Hmm. Um, dude, I'm gonna give it. Oh God, I hate, I hate the bagging too. The bagging is worse. Bagging is the part that's bad. But it's all it's, it's all one thing. I'm yeah, gonna give you, it. You always get that blister on the inside of your thumb too, like every single year. Oh God, yeah. From the from the the rake handle, dude. I will go with a 22 on this. This is. I mean, it's there's worse things, but for a chore, this is down there, down there. And I don't have any trees in my yard. Mm. All of the leaves that I rake are from other people's trees. So I'm going 15. Wow. Because, because it's not even that, my tree. It's not even your responsibility. If it was my tree, I'd be like, you know what? This We have a nice tree. It provides shade, etc. <laughs> this is other people's leaves. OPLs. Yeah. I have... <laughs> you down with OPLs? <laughs> I have a tree that's like like um, 100 feet tall, and it's like... It's like 10 giant trees put together. It's crazy. Um, it's so big. It sucks. Um, I hate doing the leaves, but I mean, I like the fall, like the like three weeks of actual fall that we have. Um, I'm going to give it a 30. Okay. It's mostly bad, but I mean, 15, I'm not like, 20, I'm not like that. One. You can throw great like fall clothes on while you do it. Like my Fair State vest. You're worried about what you look like? Fair State vest is perfect. Wow, that is such that's a leaf That is, raking. that's... That's a raking outfit. Like people walk That's by fire. and they're like, I can't believe he dresses that cool while he's raking leaves. Yeah. Fair That's enough. what you hope happens. Yes. All right. Next up, fantasy football. Oh, it's real nice. Mm, I love fantasy football. Give it a... But it always disappoints Ooh. you. Even if if you if you are smart about fantasy football, um, it always goes poorly for some reason. If you always have some stupid person in your league who like doesn't care, but like they just dominate the whole league, and it's really frustrating. And you're like, why do I care about this? That might be me. Um, I'm going to go fantasy football in 87. <laughs> yeah. For how much you just started ripping it, I thought you were going to go. You clearly love it. Um, it's a great time. I think the only downside is like hearing about other people's fantasy football experiences. Don't tell people your your rosters. Yeah, you no, shouldn't. No Unless someone that. asks, then it's okay. Or like... Dude, I was up by 27 points, and then Julian Edelman caught three touchdowns on Monday Night Football. I lost by half a point. Like that, okay. that would be great. That was a fast story. Usually, it's like that. That's the story, but it takes them okay, seven I, minutes. To I want to tell you, about you guys one. No. no, no. Last week, no. I was playing fantasy football. This is a great example of what you don't. And want. I was winning by four points, and I had Steven Goskowski as the only person left in the game to play. So I was like, had already just won the game. But he missed four field goals, bringing me down to losing before he kicked the game. I don't I care. Won. I'm sorry. That was a bad story. Okay. I mean, I'm serious. That was. I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm sorry. It's like. But the, that was like as good as they get. It's the. It's the. Ba- it's the bad poker beat. So right? okay. I, I had bullet aces and I lost to a flush. And Just it's like, like I don't Fight fucking Club, care. excellent, but don't talk about it. Yeah. I am going to give fantasy football an 80, 85. 
I play it. I'm in four leagues this year, which is probably a little too much, but it's good. Same. Um, I'm going 85 too. It's it's great. Mm-hmm. Also frustrating, but a lot of fun. Definitely increases my enjoyment of, of football overall. Okay, foosball. Foosball, the bar game? Yes. Ugh. Foosball is not very fun. Foosball is like, <laughs> oh, you guys want to play foosball? And then like one, I, I per- go past. Like one person's really good. Yep. And then everyone else and that's is the person that wants bad. to play. You're really good? I'm not really good, I but I'm pretty solid. Really fucking oh, good. I'm, I'm pretty solid. I'm not good. So like I can only play foosball with other shitty players. Um, it's not fun if you play with someone who's good because they just score every time. I have the perfect like, score oh, okay. for foosball. It's a 49. As in, it's not harmful to anyone. But I don't prefer it, so it's just going to go one point okay. negative. Foosball is a seventy-five for me. Like oh. I, re- I have a lot of fun. I start sweating. I get too competitive. Like I love playing foosball. Foosball is wow. a sixty-two for me. It's like, it's pretty decent time. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next up, Watergate salad. What Watergate salad? Oh, the beer from uh, Fair State? No, no, like the actual salad. I don't know what that What's is. What's a Watergate salad? A Watergate salad is the salad that's um, it's like uh, marshmallows, apple slices, pistachio, caramel. Um, no, no, no. Um, it's like the green salad that's like marshmallow and whipped cream and like yeah. apples. You mean Cool Whip? Yeah, Cool Whip. Same thing. Not even close. It's like mayo and oh, you know what I'm talking about like that green salad. I don't that's think like... it's. I, I think it's more of a Cool Whip or oh, yeah. a whipped cream than it is like a. It, ha- it has marshmallows it in it, though. Yeah. Marshm- oh, green, yes. Green, has- a- green apple throw up. Green apples, marshmallows, um, something chewy. Oh, yeah. I'll go first. That's Watergate um, salad? Yeah. Never it's heard of it. It's a that. 31. I, if, oh, it's, cause I'll here, take a here, little scoop. Hold on. Does hold it have on. Snicker in it? No, no, no. Like Here's the, the thing. Ones do. <laughs> if it's people have it at Thanksgiving, right? Someone brings yeah, it yeah, at Thanksgiving yeah. or okay. Christmas. That will be the very last thing that I put on my plate. Mm, but you put it on there. No, I'll no, tell you what. No. I'll put on no. last actual salad. <laughs> that shit's fluffy. It takes up way too much Who space. Who serves salad at Thanksgiving? Oh, somebody's always like, "I'll bring the salad." I'm like, "You are wasting space at the table and at the." Fucking I'm like, "Can you just area. bring more cheesy potatoes?" Yeah, <laughs> like let's just double the. Mashed I know potatoes. we have cheesy potatoes. How about already? corn souffle? That sounds better than salad. Yes. Oh, a lot of things are better than salad. So okay, so this isn't bad. I think this is a tasty item. I think it's like a sixty-seven. Thirty-two. For me. Oh wow! I mean, that's, that's atrocious. That's really low. Um, I would eat this salad. It sounds like it's a tasty thing. This, I think it has like coconut in it too. That's oh, a problem. And even pineapple worse. and pineapple and even worse. pineapple too. Even worse. Um, it sounds pretty bad. I would say it's but like 62? a sixty-two. It's like a. I like sixty-two. Okay. I think sixty-two is great. I would eat it. Um, it always is something that I probably take a little more than I actually want. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, this is that marshmallow, pistachio, pineapple, cool coconut, whip, coconut. I think that maybe Snicker salad, and then I scoop too much of it on there, and like the first bite, I'm like pretty sweet. The second bite, I'm like it's. I like the marshmallows, and the third bite, I'm like I took too much. You know how they, you know how they came up with it. You know how they came up with it. They had the grocery store delis, and they have all of this Extra food, shit. and they're like, uh, let's throw some cool whip and some green food coloring in it, and see yeah. if people will buy it. And they're like. What can we name it? Watergate salad. Watergate's like, happening around right now. Done. It's probably invented in the 70s, Gross. whatever. Gross. Um, Hard pass. 32. They're like, the salad's pretty sketchy, and they're like, well, let's call it Watergate thing. Yeah. 
I think that just a quick prediction, I'm going to get DMs saying, you have no idea what's in a Watergate salad. This no, is, they're going to be like, this, there's not that. There's definitely Eric not is so dumb. There's not Snicker. That's Snicker salad or something. Yeah, like, I know. Well, Snicker grape salad. We welcome salad. the DMs. Let's go. Yeah, please. Wait, hold, hold on. Before we move on, let me. No, no. We need to move on. Pumpkin spice. <sighs> well, Pumpkin spice is massively overrated. I'm going pumpkin spice. Um, I don't hate it but i definitely don't like it i'm going pumpkin spice 44 i was gonna go 55 i think we have most mostly food items so far no 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 pumpkin we had spice. Football. we had fantasy football we yeah, had yeah yeah raking leaves raking oh leaves. okay we're actually doing pretty well um yeah no i mean pumpkin spice okay so what do you got is this about the fucking salad 44 no i i, I I'm, I'm right on the f- like 40 borderline can you give okay. us the, the salad though let's finish this one okay okay um, I think pumpkin spice is overrated. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even like pumpkin pie that much. Right. I'll have like if it's got real whipped cream, I'm down. I'll have a slice a year. Yeah. Of pumpkin pie, but I'm not like I need to make my own pumpkin pie and have my own pumpkin pie at home. Like if someone else makes it and there's a slice at Thanksgiving for dessert, I'll I'll have a little bit. But that's like the end of my desire to have anything pumpkin flavored or pumpkin spice flavored. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a 40. Okay. Did I score okay. it? I think I did. What do we got? What do we got in this? Yeah. So what's up with the Watergate okay, salad? Okay. So a Watergate salad, also referred to as pistachio delight. Okay. okay. Or shut the gate salad. Weird. Or colloquially, colloquially known as green goop, mm-hmm. green wow. goddess salad, green fluff, or green stuff mm-hmm. is a side made from pistachio pudding. Okay. Canned pineapple, mm-hmm. whipped topping, crushed pecans, and marshmallows. Wow, I was way I so added so no, many extra things. You had a ton of stuff in there. No Snickers. Well, that's a shame. <laughs> it would instantly make it better. <laughs> My this sounds even though. worse. It yeah. sounds much worse. Yeah, sorry. All right, guys. Next I was up, the only one with the correct score. Here we go. Yeah. Next up, really winter. I'm gonna go with winter. I'm just gonna go quickly. You have to shovel your driveway and sidewalk mm. and stuff. I'm gonna go winter um, uh, seventeen. I'm gonna go winter twenty six. I have to get a snowblower, so I don't hate it as much as shoveling. Yeah, but then you gotta start it and use it. Yep. Oh, that thing starts right up. Oh, you love it because it's new and it's fun. Um, I did love to ski back in the day before kids. So I did. I did love some aspect of that. Like had a good time in Vail and Montana. Did you know that you could live in a place that hardly even has winter and still go to those places yeah, yeah, and do like that? Denver. Just, just like, checking. Just yeah. And like when you're skiing there, it might not even be winter because the mountains are actually real mountains. Um, I don't like being cold. I don't either. Thirty. Yeah. You lived in Arizona, so you probably prefer oh, to be hot well, over well, being cold. Like golfing in february would you rather be golfing in february or like sitting in your home right. for the third consecutive month because you can't go outside so would you give it 30 30 okay okay next up charcuterie boards i like these quite yeah. a bit um they're beautiful wow. it, they don't fill you up too much they're they really make your fun party to eat. seem really fancy yeah it seems super fancy i'm going charcuterie board an uh, 83 loved love i love 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 cured meats yep. oh yeah don't mm-hmm. like big chunks of cheese as much no, as other people. No, I don't. I, I don't either. like a mouthful of cheese. How about a or, spicy pickle? Well, but or I'm down with a spicy pickle. Me too. I or, like a little pickle. I like a little dried fruits when on there. When the cheese is like almost kind of like runny or creamy, 
Yeah. And you got to have the knife mm-hmm. and put it on there, and then well, it's like that's like sticks to your mouth. I'll always get I a just hard want, cheese like, ten over different those. types of meat with yeah. like a couple little doodads to like spice it up. Yeah. yeah, so I'm down with it unless it's like, yeah, you know, instead of entrees, I just figured I'd make this really great charcuterie board and we'll just eat off that and just kind of like talk. I'm like, no, well, now you fucked up your dinner party because I need something that's like, I need some. This substance. is hot. This yeah. is hot and has meat in it. And then I'm like, now we've had a meal. And so if if it's charcuterie board instead of that, I'm pissed. If it's as it should be, and that's how I'm gonna score it, you know, in addition to, then I'm down. I'm gonna give charcuterie boards. A solid score. I'm gonna give it a seventy six. I like I like where you guys Maybe are. Maybe that's a little low. So the only caveat I would add is that if I have to prep, which I haven't done in a long time, yeah, if I have to it's prep like a lot it, of work. and I gotta like twist the prosciutto like just in like a flower <laughs> pattern, <laughs> right. I'm out. But if You're I if, if I'm showing up to someone's place and they're like I got a, an eight by four charcuterie board. I will graze around that thing mm-hmm. for the entire night. Like yeah, I will yeah, just yeah. constantly be like, "Oh, I haven't had this one." That's you salami know? is bomb. Yeah, the Braunschweiger, uh, pass, but I'll eat everything else. You yeah, know, yeah. that kind of thing. So I'll go uh, like seventy-eight. Strong. Did All you right. give your score? Here? Yeah, I said eighty-three. Beautiful. All right. Uh, next up, uh, shuffleboard, but like the one that you stand at the table and like do it with your hands, not the yeah. one where you push oh, it with the thing. Great, That's fun, phenomenal. Yeah. Love it. Salt wow. on the table. It's a. It's a. Uh, 89 for me. Oh, it's I one think of my it's favorite a 91. games. 91. I wish I had one at my house. Yes. I think it's an 84. They're not around. You hardly ever see them. And when you do, it's being used. I've only gotten to play on them like six times so over. That's Bulldog Minneapolis. That's which only is now true. something else. That's only now true. Stray Dog. Yeah. In Minnesota, because like in Illinois, shuffleboard tables are at like every bar. Okay. Every bar. And so that means people are more bored of them and you can get on the, on the yes. board. Yes. Right. All right. All right, guys. Um, this one you can only say a number. Okay, this is our last one. You can only say a number. You can't give an explanation. Okay, that's a little. Mitch different. McConnell. Zero. Zero. <laughs> There's Hitler out there. I'll give him a one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There we go. All right, he averaged uh, what point six, three three point three yeah. three repeating one, of course uh, yeah point three 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 repeating, repeating. Of course. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. All right, let's do this. Leroy! <laughs> All right, yeah, guys. Repeating of, that's what that is from. <laughs> Fuck. I made the reference and I don't even know what it was referring Damn to. Damn it. All right, guys, that Beautiful. is all the time we have this week on the Nordy's podcast. Go back, check out our sports cast from earlier in the week. We have a Purple Pride podcast yet to come. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying the fall and uh, try to find some of that green goop or whatever that salad is called and tell us what you think about green it. Green stuff. Green stuff. Um, but yeah, until next week, guys, thank you for listening to the Nordy's podcast. <laughs>